welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Hey, hey, oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-merry-making Louis Fox. <laughs> That's right. I am ordained, so I am marrying a ton of people. I'm making you, way more wedded people. Have you done that at all? Have you uh, wed anybody since you've been an ordained minister no. of the church? <laughs> the church of the flying spaghetti monster? No. No, I have not. <laughs> Oh, well, that's funny because, like, um, I was just in Rapid City for the last week, and, you know, I go to a lot of religious places, but Rapid City, very unassuming in their religious uh, beliefs. They, I was proselytized to, or, like, what is it called when people, like, come up and tell you they're, you know, come come to Jesus moment? Yeah. Yeah, it was like six or seven different people came up to me from my audience and just was like, let me tell you about Jesus. And I was like, I'm pretty, I know about Jesus. <laughs> he owes me $7. <laughs> that guy, he's great to drink with. It was crazy. Like next to the stage I was in, in Rapid City, there was like one of the, I don't know what sort of Christianity group it is, but like where they, they're on the megaphone and they got like the pitchfork and they're like, you're all gonna burn in hell. It's just like, and he's screaming at people on this megaphone when like, like there's like little kids coming by like, mommy, why is that guy yelling at us? I don't know. They're like, honestly, that's the kind I would prefer. Cause that means they're like, dude's really into his stuff. Yeah, I guess, I guess. <laughs> I just think, like, maybe did God come to him in, the, in a dream? It was like, you won't get into heaven unless you scream and yell at children about going to eternal damnation. That's Luke 4.13 is yelling at kids. Yes. <laughs> and it came to pass, Jesus stood in the streets of Jerusalem and shouted at children. He invented the megaphone and then <laughs> shouted at children. <laughs> All right, how's it going, Louie? What are you up to, man? Good. I'm in Coeur d'Alene. I'm just kind of kicking it here. Uh, I'm sharing a house. I think I'm waking up my roommate right now, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's it's been a, a good time. So it's my a mad liver hurts. magician house. Yeah, well, we had an, a musician here too, but he left a couple days ago. He couldn't oh, take well, the still, magic. It's, it's still in the same category. It sounds so close that it's, uh, it's the, just one in the same off. category. <laughs> nice, cool. Now, Coraline, I know. Have you running into any uh, white power issues at all up there? No, I did run into a guy wearing an uh, Amon Bundy for uh, for president shirt. Oh, nice. Yeah, so he's the guy who took over the uh, fe- uh, federal building a while ago. Uh huh. In Oregon. In Oregon. Yep. So. Naturally, that going for me. of course, yeah. in Coeur d'Alene, someone will be rocking that shirt. Because, <laughs> yep. yeah, Coeur d'Alene is sort of a hot spot of sort of the uh, white power movement. That's what they say. That's what they say. Um, and I think my Uber driver last night might have been a little bit. He was an oh, odd yeah. cat. He was a uh, he was flirting on the fringe of white power. Yeah, he had his toe in the in the white pool. <laughs> but, yeah, because so, that's like where that Mission Ridge and stuff happened, right? Yep. Isn't that up there? Yeah. Yep. So I get in the Uber last night. And the app tells you to wear a mask. So I put my mask on, get in. And the guy's not wearing a mask. And he's like, hey, it's cool if you don't wear a mask in my Uber. I'm not. And then he starts coughing a ton. Oh, God. Jeez. And he's like, (laughs) 
and then he finally puts a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for that, buddy. You could have you could we could have avoided all that with that mask on. Yeah, it was it was fabulous. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why now. you need an Uber in Coeur d'Alene, man. You can walk everywhere in that town. Oh, so we're staying in Post Falls, actually. So we're, oh, we're 10 miles out. And gotcha. Yeah. There was some boozing last night. So Gotcha. Good times, yep. man. Are you, and if you feel good about it, you feel like you've made an impact on people's lives. I feel like I'm changing lives here in Coeur d'Alene. Yeah, I think. By, by showing them, by just an Asian person being present. Oh, no, I'm on a <laughs> megaphone yelling about Jesus. <laughs> Damn straight. They're already all going to heaven, man. They're exactly. good Christian folk. White Christian folk. Yep. All right, Louis, yeah. let's get to some stories, man. Let's do it. And now for some weird news. This story comes from usatoday.com. That's a news source more reliable than putting your entire 401k in Pornhub. You don't think that's a good uh, good idea? Is that a publicly <laughs> traded company? If it's not, it should be. <laughs> it's the new game stock is what that is. Yeah, it should be, honestly. What was the one I was seeing news about the like people taking off the adult stuff from some website what was oh that? those only fans but then they put it back on after what, what, what is only fans what is that it's sort of like patreon but a lot of um porn moves there so you oh. can subscribe to your neighbor's nudie pictures and for like five not, bucks my, a month. not my neighbors <laughs> the <laughs> old lady with the horses that is not good. she is 91 wow who knows? Maybe know. that's why I don't ever see her outside of her house. She's too busy she's inside. Busy. She's busy. How do you think she pays for those horse feed? <laughs> All right, Louie, this is this is a addendum to a story that we did on episode fifty nine. Uh, that yep. particular episode, we interviewed uh, the magician Puck. It's a fantastic interview, but we also talked with him about this story. Yes. And this is an addendum to that story, and it goes: Judge orders parents to pay son over thirty thousand dollars for getting rid of his porn collection. Action. Yeah, what's crazy is in the original story, he only estimated the value at like 25000 So that yeah, stuff appreciates. But, you know, <laughs> emotional damage for not having your porn around readily available, <laughs> right? Think of all the savings and lotion. Yeah, th- those, that was his emotional support porn. <laughs> you take it on a plane. He's got a great event. <laughs> A judge ordered a Western Michigan couple to pay $30,000 to their son for getting rid of his pornography collection. U.S. District Judge Paul Maloney's decision this week came eight months after David Working, 43, won a lawsuit against his parents. I can't imagine like how crappy your relationship with your parents is that you, A, you need to feel you need to amass $30,000 in porn, but that B, <laughs> you're going to sue your parents for it. Yeah, especially like, you know, I believe and it says later in the story that he was going through a divorce. They let him back in. My wife took everything except this shed full of porn. (laughs) Yeah. And I think in the last one we talked about like why we we speculated on why they got split up. Yes. (laughs) I think all of them ended with the the, the garage that's all porn. (laughs) 
Um, Maloney ruled in December that Working's parents had no right to throw out their son's collection of films, magazines, and other items. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are the other items? <laughs> I think there was like some adult toys, if I remember correctly. I don't know. Some like, like vintage that, penis pumps. or That is you know, a vintage like, flashlight. Yeah, the, the very first electronic dildo or something. Working had lived at their home in Grand Haven, Michigan for 10 months after a divorce before moving to Muncie, Indiana. Working previously estimated that his collection was worth $25,000. The Holland Sentinel reported, according to emails between Working and his father, the collection included 1,600 individual titles of DVDs and VHS tapes. It was all one sort of movie, just all the different versions of it. So it's like Fist and Grammys, one through... Sixteen hundred. <laughs> Working's parents were. He's unwilling... like, I had the complete collection. Do you know that makes it worth more? Do yeah, you know how right. Long it took me to find episode three hundred ninety-seven. I had the director's cut. I had the <laughs> the alternative ending. Working's parents were unwilling to transport the collection to their son in Muncie, and they were uncomfortable with having the items in their home, according he... to the Sentinel. I think this is totally like a legit reason to throw stuff. Like if he's not willing to get it. Then throw it away. Well, it sounds like they brought him other items, though. I believe in the last article that we did, they had they were willing to bring him some stuff, but just not the porn. But I find that to be really ridiculous. Like, well, put on your big boy pants, rent a yeah. rent a truck, and go get your porn. Uncom- well, no, no, no. I just think it's weird that it's uncomfortable that they would have it in their home. It's like it's in a bo- Well, it's in giant crates in the basement, right? Yeah. It's like. Like what? What's gonna happen? Like, are they worried that the the porn's gonna like sneak upstairs and put the put itself on TV while they're sitting there? It's like obviously this is like something that they're trying to prevent th- themselves from getting into. Like otherwise, why would they give a shit? I think that happened to the dad probably once or twice. The porn snuck up. <laughs> yeah. <itself. right. laughs> no, 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 no. It's haunted porn. It's it's like a gun. It's like if it's in the house, you're more likely to use it on yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. After moving to Indiana, working learned that his possessions were missing. Maloney in December. Well, <laughs> it's like the rest of the shit shows up and the porn is not there. That's the first thing he notices. Where's how, how the did porn? He... <laughs> yeah, my George Foreman grill. <laughs> Maloney in December said there is no question that the missing property was David's property. Defendants repeatedly admitted that they destroyed the property. The judge confirmed working's parents previously said that they had the right to act as his landlord. Wait, 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 wait. So they're like, there's no question that it was his. Like the, the dad was like, clearly not my porn. <laughs> I mean, one or two I contributed, but you know. That, but I gave them, they were a gift. <laughs> what a good way to offload your porn if you're trying to hide it, right? Like, yeah. you're, you're getting rid of all your kids' porns and you're just going to dump a couple of yours in there. <laughs> but I love how that's like a, a, their argument. Well, we're his landlord, so we can destroy his shit. It's like nowhere as a landlord are you allowed to do that. I think you are if the person moves out a million years after, you know, the guy was gone uh, for a while. Gotcha. The judge followed the value set by an expert, MLive.com reported. Working's parents also must pay 14500 to their son's attorney. So they're out a lot of money, man, for throwing out this porn. But here's the thing. Who's a porn expert that can value this stuff? Like, <laughs> I, want, I, want this, I want to have that business card on my wall. I mean, pretty much any college male, I would imagine any teenage boy could be a porn expert. (laughs) But valuing, that's the thing. Yeah, true, right? I mean, there's people out there, man. I mean, right? Pawn shops, porn shops, you know. 
this is the rare cover where where it shows it says Debbie does Dallas, but she's actually in Austin in the background. Yeah, she's actually doing Atlanta. <laughs> All right, what do you think about this, Louis? I mean, I'm glad the guy can be made whole again, I guess. <laughs> I don't think he'll ever be made whole. I mean, I'm at the point where my daughter's you know getting the H to move out, so this is I'm like, should I throw away her porn collection? Does she have a porn collection? No. It's all on the internet yeah. now. It's all it's all anime comics. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I think at an adult, you're allowed to do what you want. I think if your kid is moving back, you should say, hey, I know you have this. Just don't leave it at our house if you want to keep it. I think you have to set parameters. And then I think if you are going to throw it out, you need to tell them that they're going to throw it out and be like, I'm going to throw this out in three days. You need to come get it. And if they don't do it, then do that. Yeah. Clock is ticking on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so give the guy a chance. I mean, I would imagine that. I mean, it sounds like he is an actual collector, even though he is, sounds like a weirdo also, but it does sound he is like an act. He has like, you know, historic stuff that is (laughs) the library of Congress might want, you know, I don't know. (laughs) This the Library of Congress porn wing. This porn flip book belonged to Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I mean, I have one of those like old, like, you know, you hold it up to a light and it's like you hold it up to your one eye and a light and it's like a naked lady, you know? Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I love I, this thing called the internet. <laughs> All right. Well, I like it. I do too. This story comes from Sun.com or CNN.com. That's a news source more reliable than a Nirvana reunion tour. (laughs) What? You don't think that would happen? They just bring out Kurt Cobain's headless corpse. They've all played together uh, once or twice, I believe. I think Paul McCartney uh, sang instead of uh, Kurt Cobain. Not the the same band. (laughs) Well, they were talking about doing like the big rumor is having Courtney Love sing for the band, but everyone hates Courtney Love. So yeah, it will never happen. What they need to do. We did an episode where we had they recreated a mummy's vocal cords. Oh, yeah. So they got to recreate Kurt Cobain's vocal cords, which is how that <laughs> every song. <laughs> All right, so this this story has been uh, going around the internet. It's been shared a million times on Facebook and stuff, and it is about uh, the kid who is on the album cover of Nevermind. It says, "Naked Nevermind Baby sues Nirvana for child pornography." All right, as if our legal system wasn't busy enough with a bunch of crap. Let's fire this one up. Yeah. Yeah, right? Spencer Eden, who appeared as a naked baby on the cover of Nirvana's 1991 iconic album, Nevermind, has claimed the record's artwork is child pornography and is suing the band over alleged child sexual exploitation. So this makes it sound like the dudes Nirvana rolled up in their grungy van, popped the doors open, grabbed him, threw him in, closed the doors, drove him to a pool, threw him in it, 
got some underwater photography gear in the 90s, took a picture, threw him back in the van, drove him back to the playground and kicked him out. <laughs> and that's essentially what happened. <laughs> or we could go with the other story that's being told is that his parents got paid $300 to do the photo shoot. <laughs> yes. What do, would you believe, Louie? Probably the van story. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock Albums cover features Eldon, then an infant, swimming underwater while undressed. His eyes fixated on a $1 bill. It became one of the most enduring images in rock music after the record's release. Wait, so the, the dollar bill wasn't added after the fact? That was like in the... It was in the actual shot, I believe. In the, oh, go. That's kind of cool. I don't know. And what's weird is that, like, I don't know why he wouldn't go after his parents. Like, isn't his parents the one that is exposing him to yeah. this? Or the photographer? Not the band itself. The band had nothing to do with the... I, mean, I guess they put it know. out there. At the, yes. Like, I mean, the record label put it out there. I mean, yeah. I guess, they're, I guess they're profiting off the album itself, I guess. I mean, a lot of people profited off of this. I guess they're the ones who are still making money. He's profited off of it. Also, but in a complaint filed on Tuesday in a federal court in California and obtained by CNN, Eldon's attorney said the image was pornographic and that he has suffered lifelong damages as a result of his involvement. He should have just said no. Like, he should have shown them on the doll where the guy photographed him and been like, it's good. Yeah, I mean, I've had lifelong emotional damage from some of the outfits that my parents made me wear in pictures as a kid that I had no control over. I know. Some of those sweaters are horrific. (laughs) I've had lifelong damage from some of the albums I've listened to as a kid as well. (laughs) Eldon, now 30, has listed the surviving band members, the executors of lead singer Kurt Cobain's estate, and various record labels as defendants. He's seeking $150,000 in damages from each of the defendants, plus legal costs, and alleges the defendants knowingly produce, possess, and advertise commercial child pornography. So here's the thing. That $150,000 number, that's the pay me to go away number. That's not an actual lawsuit. That's the, it's going to cost you this much to fight it. Right? Well, it's nice to know that the kid on the Nevermind album is still chasing money. (laughs) Right? I mean, it's weird to think that this guy, what's his fucking name? Spencer Eden is going to take down the child pornography ring when this album has been out for 30 years. You don't think the government or somebody who was involved, you know, in like some sort of child pornography prevention network would go after this album cover if they could? Like, you think this guy's going to take it down? The best part is, though, that's the one album in the 90s that didn't have the mature content label. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I have so many questions about this guy. Can he actually swim? <laughs> How is he at fishing? <laughs> the lawsuit alleges Eden was sexualized because the dollar bill used in the image made the baby resemble a sex worker. Yeah, because he had all the rouge on. <laughs> yeah, the yeah it's a little weird. I think, you know, it was, I think... The, the meaning of the picture was a sort of a statement on capitalism and how it's so ingrained in our society that we're, as kids, we are, you know, indoctrinated to believe it. I always thought it was a statement on um, the evils of big fish bait. Yeah, was- true. <laughs> you know how hard it would be to take that hook? If he swallowed that hook, man, you got to put him down. Eden has recreated the image at times during his adulthood, but has also suggested in interviews he felt uncomfortable about the popularity of the album cover. So that, that's the thing, though, is he's recreating it. So I don't know how I feel about like him recreating it and then going, so he's still profiting off of it. 
Correct. He's done it a bunch of times. So there's pictures of him as an adult in swim trunks chasing a dollar. And then he's there's a bunch of he's done interviews. There's a bunch of what I think it was a 30 year anniversary of Nevermind. He did a bunch of pictures like holding the album and stuff. And so yeah. he has used it for his own advancement or, you know, his own personal gain. Yeah. And again, he looks like he's trying to use it as his own personal gain. But it's weird that he's like, I feel uncomfortable with how popular it is. Like, you would be comfortable with the picture if it was not a well-known album? Yeah. That is a very unusual statement. If there were nine dudes in a basement whacking off to it, you'd be totally cool with it. I'm cool. I'm cool. I mean, I think that that's – I mean, whatever, man. Like, I mean, it sounds like he's just chasing money. It's – yes, your parents – It sounds like the album cover. Yeah, your parents sign you up for shit you don't think about as a kid. You know, you don't have a say. They're your legal guardian, so you should be suing them. Yep. Like, that's not, that has nothing to do, you know, that's your parents' fault. Exactly. In 2007, he told the Sunday Times he found it kind of creepy that many people have seen me naked. I feel like the world's biggest porn star. Okay, that guy is just, come on. Like, get over yourself, dude. Yeah, well, he's got a little bit of ego. He's like, I'm the. He's like, I'm the Kanye West of child porn. (laughs) I'm the Ron Jeremy of kids in swimming pools. The following year, he told CNN that he was often asked to attend events as the Nirvana baby. Never mind. And it's what what kind of event? You're like, hey, here's the deal. We're opening a new dance club. You know who's going to be there? The Nirvana baby. The baby from Nirvana. You know, we're going to get those twins from the Doublemint commercials. It's going to be great. <laughs> we're going to get that dog from Target with the eye thing. Yeah, couldn't get Spuds McKenzie? No, I had to settle for the Target dog. <laughs> Never mind, and his lead single Smells Like Teen Spirit sold millions of copies and helped popularize grunge music in the United States. Both its content and artwork were heralded, heralded as seminal rock works, but three years after its release, Nirvana's frontman Kurt Cobain died by suicide in Seattle, and the remaining members subsequently disbanded. Eldon told CNN in 2018, rumor had it that Cobain had the original concept of wanting to show a mother giving birth underwater. Eldon added, but the compromise was to have a baby swimming underwater, or so that's what I was told. How would that look? <laughs> that, would that look on an album? <laughs> Mom shooting out a baby underwater. It's... <laughs> Yeah, right? Can you imagine setting up that photo shoot? Okay, she's going to do we're thinking in between the September 1st and September 13th. All right, when does the album drop? <laughs> All right. All right, we just need okay, we got a bunch of people who are due in 3 days and we're going to just try going to have them exercise a whole bunch and see if we can push one out. Can you put the baby back in uh, it blinked at the wrong oh, moment. Yeah, I totally I had the wrong lens. Let's let's redo that one. All right, the lawsuit alleges Eldon has been and will continue to suffer personal injury by the distribution and possession of child pornography, including emotional distress and loss of earnings. Cobain's wife, the singer Courtney Love, is listed on the lawsuit as an executor of of Cobain's estate, alongside others including the photographer Kirk Weddle and record labels Warner Records and the Universal Music Group CNN has contacted each party for comment. What do you think, Louis? I think... CNN could have left out the last sentence about them contacting the party <laughs> right. for comment. Like, do, we, do we need that? Yeah, like, did not, didn't, maybe they commented, maybe they didn't. We don't know. We are following up. If you haven't told, we have already spent time writing this article. So, yeah. so clearly, <laughs> this just scratches the, this is the Watergate of album covers. <laughs> 
Um, I think this is uh, real silly, and I do think it sort of undermines actual child pornography and sexual exploitation of people. And I think it's like super, like you know, fuck this guy. I hope, I hope, I hope all bad things happen to this guy. <laughs> I just hope some. That's me personally, in my heart, some. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, I think his his well his anger is misguided and it's really to his parents for letting this happen well yeah and it's just like yeah i'm sure it has been difficult honestly like i imagine but it's not like if but he is taking photos so he is actively going around and like sort of propping up the fact that yeah promoting the fact that he is so he obviously is using it to sort of his advantage in situations that he wants mm-hmm. and it's like you know you can't have it both ways man you can't like like no one they're he's not going to get anything for this like a judge is going to look at this and say oh but you have posed as an adult multiple times like yeah but at the end of the day though so what's going to happen is whoever you know warner's records attorney is going to go it's going to cost us two hundred thousand dollars to fight it so it's cheaper to pay out the buck fifty Dude, are you crazy? That is the one of the biggest albums of all time. You know how much money they made? Two hundred thousand dollars, nothing. If I was no, like, but Dave, it's gonna be if cheaper. I was Dave Grohl, I would just be like, all right, I'm gonna fight this fucking baby. I'm gonna fucking <laughs> take down this baby. But that, but that's the thing is, it, you you save money by paying it out. It would be more entertaining to just fight this guy because he's. Then I wonder crazy. If, if if he sues them. I guess it's a civil complaint, not a criminal complaint. Could like Warner Brothers have to register as a sex offender? <laughs> they probably would. Honestly, I mean, I just think that, like I said earlier, like if it was something that was considered child pornography, obviously it would have people would have gone after them already. Yeah. So <laughs> can I, you imagine Warner Brothers is Looney Tunes is not allowed fifty <laughs> yards from a school. <laughs> Yeah, they should. What they should do is they should uh, re- just redo the album cover with Bugs Bunny chasing after the doll, and then like a blurred out groin area. See, <laughs> I would I would rebuy that album. <laughs> but that's happened before. Actually, speaking of Looney Tunes, one of my favorite bands growing up was this punk band from Sweden called uh, Mill and Colin, and their first album was called something like uh, along the lines of Looney Tunes, and it had Bugs Bunny holding a banana, and they got sued, and they had to switch the album. Because of, you know, this particular thing, they were using images that they weren't allowed to use. Yeah. And uh, so I have the original copy, which is cool. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know, man, this kid, I'm, I'm not a fan and it does suck. You know, I'm sure this has had, this has caused him some issue because obviously if he goes to work and they Google him, they're going to see his dick. Right. Yeah. But then there's a lot of people like who, who have had things happen that are embarrassing that is all over the interwebs. Yeah, but it's you know it's like a kid, like my, I don't know it's it's weird because it's like it's you're a kid you know yeah. no one's like looking at that and assuming that's the same person you are or you know it's like no one looks at that and is like oh that's your that's your penis now uh, yeah right? it's like see it's, what I would do is I would just sue every employer so when they when the when you apply for a job and they Google you like dude they're Google nudie pics of me yeah, yeah right. right? Well, I feel weird. It makes me feel weird because I had a poster of this kid on my wall. <laughs> I got to re- reassess my, my value system here. Yeah. You you and Jared from Subway are in the same boat now. <laughs> All right. I like it. Kind of. Yep. <laughs> kind of. A little bit.
Hey, that's it for today, folks. I want to thank you so much for listening. If you love this program, please give us a five-star review. Yeah, wherever the you got this at. Yeah, wherever you got this at, leave a five-star review. Let people know. Share it. It helps us out quite a bit. You can also help us out by contributing to our Patreon. That's right. You can go to the Odd and Offbeat website, hit the Patreon link, and for as little as a couple bucks a day, you might even get a postcard from such exotic locales as Rapid City, Coeur d'Alene, Post Falls, or you're in, you're in Nebraska now, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will send a d- postcard from Nebraska because there ain't shit to do here, man. I don't even know <laughs> that. I have not. I don't think they make postcards for Nebraska. You're gonna brush up on your correspondence. <laughs> there game. is there is no sights to be seen. There is nothing to brag about. There's a Kool Aid museum here, but <laughs> is there really? Yeah. It's awesome. I wonder if they have All a right. Jonestown wing. <laughs> I made that joke yesterday, and that was not a, people were not a fan of that. <laughs> so where can they catch you, Matt? I hear, I'm here all week for the at the Nebraska State Fair um, doing shows. I emceed a cheerleading competition yesterday, and uh, that was quite a highlight of my career. Were they and, like the uh, competitive cheerleaders, or like? Um, no, they were just like an exhibition, and like all the cheerleaders were. I mean, I would say all of them. They were predominantly white, and they played a song that used the N word like a lot. <laughs> and I was like, I was back there looking at the sound guy. We we're looking at each other, like, what is going on here? It was wild, man. I um, love it. Yeah, so just doing shows every day. I'm doing three shows a day and uh, work, workshopping some material. I had a prop break, and so uh, you can see me sort of fluster through uh, some issues with my props. What about you, Louie? Where are you going to be at? You can catch me on the 31st. I'm doing a virtual show for the Everett Public Library. That's the day this comes out. So if you want the link, hit me up. And then you can catch me from the 2nd through the 6th at the Coconino County Fair in Flagstaff, Arizona. And this week, I also had a prop break. I had my giant spoon break. Oh, yeah. Jeez, I saw the picture of that, man. Sorry to hear that. It's yeah. you know something that... It's like a, losing a family member, right? It's it really like, is. It really is. Tough. That that spoon is has <laughs> seeds and stuff. Did you did you use the bowl part of the spoon to dig its own grave and then bury it into the ground? <laughs> yes. We played some boys <laughs> to men till the end. <laughs> Cool. Well, folks, if you uh, want to check out our past episodes, you can do so on any of the out- podcast outlets. Also on our website, oddandoffbeat.com. Send us a message, info at odd and offbeat, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Tell, tell us what's up. Yeah. Tell, tell us Say- what of yours is broken this week. <laughs> We'd love to get that postcard. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for us, folks. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. Stay weird.